All right, what's up, Nate? Uh, week week two of the NFL season behind us. Quite a few exciting games to talk about. Um, what's what's one what's one game that popped out to you that that you really think is uh, was the most exciting? Or may, maybe not even the most exciting, but you know something that you wanted to watch. A lot Take of the a specific quarterback games. or a lot of the one o'clock games are kind of downers. Yeah. You know, uh, I think maybe the one I was probably most interested in watching so far would probably have been the Texans Cleveland Browns game because we saw two quarterbacks play for the Texans in this game. Tyrod, when did he go down in the what the third quarter? Was it the third quarter or the second or I, fourth I, quarter? I might have, I might have been earlier than that. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I didn't really watch that game too much. Uh, it's it's kind of a shame, you know. Tyrod went down. He he had a pretty good start to his season. Turning a lot of people's heads about that Houston Texans team that wasn't even supposed to be any good to begin with. And well, I I agree with you, but isn't this, this isn't that the same knock that people had against him to begin with? Was that the man just doesn't stay healthy? I mean, it's kind of been a problem with him. Is that every year it seems like he gets his chance to start, something goes wrong, and he doesn't end up starting. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. He played four. He played six quarters. And now he's gone. So, how long, he, has, how long is he out for? Um, it's a hamstring injury. Oh, okay, so they actually they actually put him on injury reserve. So he's gonna oh. be out. okay. Well, he's gonna be out. Of, he's gonna be out a few weeks. I also uh, see reports that Nico Collins also got hurt in that game. Nico Collins was one of their young uh, wide receivers. Was looking really good. He's yeah. on injury reserve as well. Yeah. I know that's a shame. They they looked you know they looked so hot to start the season now, and I was you know even as a Jaguars fan, I was I was really looking forward to watching them. Um, what do you what do you think about Davis Mills? He's he's going to be taking over the quarterback job. They I just saw today they elevated Jeff Driscoll, former Gator, um, from the practice squad to the active roster. Well, so bearing anything with Davis Mills, he he's going to be their next guy. So from what it looks like. They don't have any plans to to play Deshaun Watson anytime soon. Well, uh, David Mills is a he's a development guy. He wasn't supposed to start for like a year or two. Correct. Now they got him in there in the starting lineup. I think the I think the Texans have to go find another quarterback. Who's who's out there? You think is worth picking up? Maybe somebody like Cam Newton. Cam Newton is the obvious pick because he's he's floating up there right now. Um, personally, I don't I don't particularly like that pick. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Cam Newton's got much more in the tank. I would be talking to guys like uh, tough. There's not a lot of the quarterbacks are still playing. I, I would think about a lot of the a lot uh, of the older guys that are being about, pulled uh, out. For the... Blake Wardles, <laughs> one of one of your favorite I mean, quarterbacks. I, I guess they probably could move a wide receiver to quarterback. That'd be an upgrade, I guess. But uh, <laughs> maybe Drew Locke? Drew Locke, yeah. He, well, he's on the bench, though. He's still with Denver. Well, I'm saying is that at this point, I would start thinking about making a trade, you know, at this, mm-hmm. because you got to do something. David Mills, I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but I don't know if he's necessarily ready to start. I, I agree, and I was looking at his college stats, and, you know, he was okay, but – you know, he, he doesn't really have anything that really stands out to me. I mean, his his uh, junior year, he threw for less than 2,000 yards, you know, which is, you know, a, right. a good number. But, I mean, in college, especially in the Pac-12, when everything is so 
you, you talk about it all the time when everything is so offensive oriented, you know, it's, it's not abnormal to see a team, you know, average 30, 40 points a game. I mean, his junior year, he threw for 1960 yards, uh, his senior year, 1,508, um, only 18 career touchdowns in college, you know, so he's, he's not a guy that, you know, has a lot of experience behind him, even despite, you know, playing for Stanford for three years. Um, you know, maybe he could be one of those developmental guys. He could grow into the role, but as of right now, I, I still think he's got a long way to go. And we did see some flashes of him in the preseason. Um, I watched him play and he looked okay, but I, I don't think he's ready to lean and lead a team, however good or bad right now. I agree. Uh, I agree. I, the Texans are in a bad spot. Like it looked like there was a faint glimmer of hope that maybe this team could do anything this season. And now it just seems like it's all in the pits again. Exactly. I was looking forward to it too. Any, any guys you think they would, uh, aside from, you know, you mentioned Drew Locke, of course, any guys you think they would be willing to trade for? Well, you know what I'm thinking right now is you got, you got two quarterbacks sitting on rosters that probably don't have to be there. Yeah. One being Gardner Minshew from the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to say that. Just because he just got traded doesn't mean they won't trade him again. They've got Flacco over there. Gardner, it's Jalen Hurts is playing decent football right now. I don't think he's going to get benched anytime soon. Uh-huh. It's It might be time to start. I mean, if they make a good enough trade, Gardner can go over there and be their day one starter. And I can, I think that's an upgrade over Tyrod. That's a that's a good point, too. And, you know, he is he is good enough to, to go over there and start right away. Like I said, however good or bad their team is. He probably I, – I wouldn't imagine Jacksonville would have traded him within the division. But now that he's with Philly, you know, that just becomes even more of a likelihood. Exactly. And I, I, I think they could get a halfway decent deal for him. But, I mean, at that point, you know, do you want to spend draft picks on a guy who's not your franchise quarterback? Or do you want to just hold it out and just continue to build? They have their franchise quarterbacks on the roster. That didn't work out. He's probably gone. They're going to get a lot of picks from him one way or the other because if they don't keep him, they... It's such a very <laughs> unique situation. Like, we've, we've never seen anything like that in the NFL before. You know, so Not every team needs no... a franchise quarterback. Every team needs a franchise quarterback. Not every team needs a franchise quarterback. Okay, well, name me, name me a team that has, that has won a Super Bowl that hasn't necessarily had a franchise guy. Ravens. With Flacco? Twice. With Flacco? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was their guy for a long time, though. The man never put up top-notch numbers. He was never a franchise guy. He had a good coach, but he was not a franchise quarterback. Not like Matt Ryan is. Matt Ryan in the same draft class he was. Is. Another one, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 2001. Who'd they have? They had, um, what's his name? Brad Johnson. Yeah. Tell me he was a franchise guy. Chicago Bears, made the three Super Bowls. Never had a Hall of Fame. Never Trent, had a Hall of uh, Fame. Never had a franchise quarterback. Trent Dilfer is another guy that comes to mind. He, was on the, he, he won with the Ravens, right? That was the other Ravens Super Bowl, yes. Okay. Trent Dilfer. Has been instances, but I mean, can you name anybody recently? Well, I mean, the most let's recent be would here. be Flacco. Let's be honest here, because honestly, three quarters of the Super Bowls in the last 20 years have been the Patriots. Think of the, the teams across from them. How many of those teams had decent quarterbacks, maybe not the best? I really? personally don't consider I don't consider Eli Manning a franchise quarterback, so I count two right there. Well, I mean, it depends what you use to define a franchise quarterback. 
in my in my opinion, it's it's a guy who's your starting quarterback that you're going to hang on to for at least eight nine years. That's a franchise guy, a guy who you're going to stick with as well, your quarterback for a long period franchise, of time. Then every franchise has a franchise quarterback because no no coach is going in here saying outside of maybe bridge quarterbacks, no guy's going in there and saying I'm going to put this quarterback in for eight games, ten games. No, no, no coach is doing that. He wants a guy who's going to be in there and stay in the system to learn the system, to understand the offense. He doesn't want a guy in there that's going to play half a season and then be out. Well, I'm not talking short term, like, you know, within a season. I'm talking, you know, you can play on a team. You know, for example, Blake Bortles, he was he was on he was in Jacksonville for five seasons. You yeah, know, well, he, there you go. That's good... he was there. He was there a long time, but he was never their franchise guy. So there's our there's our well he was though because like you said you said that he's a long term they quarterback. I mean they they thought he was they thought he was at one point I mean I don't want to get into to Blake Bortles it's, we know how those are it's not just go, you but. it's not just you because <laughs> Jameis Winston was a Tampa Bay quarterback for four years technically he'd count as a franchise guy too wouldn't he it's a guy that you put in the building with the intent of keeping him there for a long term so every rookie quarterback can be considered a franchise quarterback right. A potential franchise quarterback, sure. How is it potential if he's with the roster for eight years, seven years? That's still franchise. That doesn't I, make you a good. I'm, we're not talking about guys that are with the team seven, eight years, though. We're talking. We're about trying guys to find are... the definition of a franchise quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. My definition of a franchise quarterback is a quarterback that is so important to the team that they build the entire team around him. Okay. Lamar Jackson is a franchise quarterback. Not because he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I'm not saying he's not one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But just because the way the entire offense is built around him, he is a franchise quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is a franchise quarterback. A a guy like Jared Goff, maybe there was a time that people thought he was a franchise quarterback, but I don't believe he's a franchise quarterback because he is a piece of the offense, not the offense itself. I see what you're saying. That's my definition of a franchise quarterback. I, I, I think the, the main debate is where, A, you have a guy where they think he's their franchise quarterback or versus, B, where this is their franchise quarterback. I think if you're an offensive coordinator or a head coach and you're willing to put your quarterback in the center of the offense and build around him, mm-hmm. you are that is definitely a franchise quarterback. Hands down. That should be maybe the only definition because you have great quarterbacks. You have fantastic quarterbacks. I mean, guys like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Tom Brady don't even have to base the offense around him. He's just going to make the offense better. But is Tom Brady a franchise quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Hard hard to say. I, I mean, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say so either. But you never know with how long he's going to play. I mean, good point. You know, realistically, you would think three, four years max. But I mean, who knows? Who knows at this well, point? But maybe he is though, because I mean, he's already he asked for Gronk, he asked for Leonard Fournette, he asked for Antonio Brown. He got all those guys. Mm-hmm. So maybe they did build the offense. Maybe he is a franchise quarterback. If we go by my definition, then that's what it is, right? I guess. I guess you could say so. Well, if we change the name of this podcast to the 
football. I mean, no, that's a that's I mean that's an interesting point. I, ne- I never really thought about that. You know, the the true definition of a franchise guy. I always just assumed it was you know your the the front face of your franchise, like you know the quarterback who you're going to keep around for a decade, the guy who you know is going to be the heart of your franchise. And in many ways, you're right. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right, and it's completely true. He is the heart of your franchise, but not every team builds their entire offense around the quarterback. You know, they could take that quarterback out and put any quarterback in, or not any quarterback, but any comparable quarterback in the offense wouldn't change. But in a franchise quarterback, if you took the quarterback out of that system that was built around him and you put another quarterback in it, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't work because that offense is tailored to your franchise guy. So that would be like putting Tom Brady in Lamar Jackson's offense, swapping seats. I mean, it's okay. So, but anyways, back back to the Texans. Barring you know, say say Watson never does come back. Okay. You're the you're the you're the Texans GM. What okay. what is your plan to to fix the quarterback situation? I'm going straight to the Philadelphia yes. Eagles. I'm going straight to the Eagles. I'm gonna say, hey, you paid a six rounder, pick up this quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a fourth. Give me Gardner Minshew. Let me give him the role that he, he always deserved. Let me make him my starting quarterback. Let me bring him in. A fourth rounder? That's worth it. Give the first fourth rounder, bring in a quarterback, let Gardner Minshew play ball. And then let's see if he's as good as he could be because I yeah. like him. He's a good quarter. I think he's a good quarterback. And he's no, he's no stranger to playing on bad teams, too. And he's right. been in that division his whole career. And he might be able to get a little bit of payback on the Jags, too. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. I like it. Do you – or, I mean, you know, kind of like how, how the Eagles are right now. You know, you could take the approach as if, okay, we traded for this guy. If he works, mm-hmm. great. If he doesn't work, we draft a guy next year. Exactly. I mean, you really can't lose. And for a fourth-rounder? Mm-hmm. I'd pay that. I mean, is it as good as the Eagles trading for him to begin with? No. Getting Gardner Minshew for a sixth rounder is a steal. It is a steal. Yeah, I, I was actually kind of surprised Jacksonville was even willing to give him up for that much. I mean, for a sixth round pick, uh, we, you know, we talked about it before, but I would have just kept them on the roster, dude. I mean, oh, yeah. a sixth round pick, a lot of times guys you draft in the sixth round don't even make the, the 53-man roster. I mean, you're really going to trade a potential starting quarterback for, you know, a long shot. You know, I'm more I, I would have kept him, especially when, especially when you have a rookie quarterback like Lawrence. I was thinking on another hand too, another quarterback that might be available in a couple weeks, especially once uh, the team starts playing, you know, starts playing actual division teams. Garoppolo. I could see Garoppolo being moved. Yeah. It would be a little more pricey though. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's uh, you know he he hasn't been great, but he hasn't been bad. I don't think they're you know willing to pull the trigger on him so soon. He's a high level bridge quarterback. I think some people would disagree. I mean, his teams you know his team's two and zero, threw for one hundred eighty nine yards against the Eagles, twenty two out of thirty, uh, one touchdown, zero interceptions. It's, you know that's okay. You know, I mean, yeah, it's a bad team, but um, until he starts, you know, playing poorly, they're not going to want to move on from him. No, you're absolutely right. He's not going anywhere. Even if he plays, you know, 
just good enough to get them some wins and, you know, let the run game and the defense carry the rest. I could see him moving in, like, week seven, right before the trade deadline. It all depends on his on. It all depends on Trey Lance's progression. I mean, neither of us have been at you know training camp or anything, so we can't really speak on you know how ready he is or not. But I have faith in Kyle Shanahan. We talked about it out. earlier. From my opinion, I think he's one of those guys that's going to need a while to adjust to the NFL speed. I think he's a Patrick Mahomes type quarterback. Give him a year. He needs a year to develop. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I still believe he has the highest upside of any quarterback in the draft class. I think give him a year, and he's going to be showing people how to play quarterback position. What makes you think um, he has the highest upside? What, what do you like about him? He is accurate. I, I don't think I saw him throw. I don't think I saw him throw a really, a really boneheaded pass. In any what, of the highlights what, I the, watched, in the one in the one college season he played in the last three years, I I understand that I understand that he doesn't have a lot of experience, but this guy this is a guy who with that amount of experience calls his own plays. I mean, when was the last time you heard of a rookie quarterback pulling that off? When did you a college quarterback pulling that off? He has an understanding of the offense, and he is so limited in his experience. the The opportunity of him to actually show what he's capable of, we haven't seen anything from Trey Lance yet. But if you just look at how, how he throws, his, how his, his, the brain, he's got a big good head on his shoulders, he's got a good arm, he's very mobile. He's the exact definition of what a team wants in a starting quarterback these days. And like I said, I've watched the tape. I'm, I basically watched the tape, and I just fell in love with the tape. I couldn't help myself. I was so excited. <laughs> this guy is going to show the NFL how to play quarterback, and I believe in, in a couple years – he could be right up there with the top, the other top quarterbacks. And that's a high level of praise. I mean, we'll we'll have to see how he does, but in my opinion, he's he's still got a hike to to get to that level. I want to talk a little bit about the changing of the guard over with uh, the Panthers in this division, because for a long time I feel like the Panthers were the kind of the little brother of the division. They were always kind of in it, but they never were really just enough to be a threat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, they have a good team. They had a good team, but they always felt like they were just missing something. And it just feels like they have it this year. Sam Darnold looks like and the, the big thing, really good. The big thing about the Panthers, too, is, like, they're in the middle of a rebuild. They still have a lot of pieces they could add to that team that could, you know – Make him even more of a contender, and oh, considering with just what they have now is is phenomenal. What um, they've been able to put together, I think you're going to owe a Matt Rule an apology. <laughs> I might, I might. I'm not afraid to give it. But here's my thing: Christian McCaffrey did not have a good game. No, he didn't. 24 carries for 72 yards, three yards a carry. That's not good numbers. Sam Donald had a pretty good game. Sam Donald had a great game, but. He's, that, he's not getting a lot of help from McCaffrey. Yeah. Makes you wonder, you know? In the end, I mean, the, the Saints were probably really anticipating the run game. But, I mean, in the end, they you know, they got the win. Winston, like I said I, last week, he was, he was exactly what I said. You know, right. the big thing, you know, yeah, he had the five touchdowns in week one. But, I mean, the guy threw for, like, 
just barely threw for 100 yards. And yeah, the five touchdowns is nice, but you know, you he got definitely like took advantage of the field position. He took advantage of the field position in that game. Yeah. I mean, I still think it's too early to call out whether Winston is going to be a decent quarterback with the uh, Saints. Mm-hmm. I think giving him two weeks is not enough time. But I have to admit, he has come down a little bit. That's fair. I mean, I have uh, to say 11 for 22, 111 yards. Looking at his stats, um, he's 31st in the NFL in passing yards. He is 21st in interceptions, which is, is obviously is ironically an improvement for him. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll have a lot more time to see more out of him. But you know, touchdowns, Mikey. Bet you he's still in the top five. Top five? I don't think so. Oh yeah, well, he's so. tied. He's tied for fifth. Touchdowns mean touchdown means wins games. But still, what's the most important fa- a factor for an offensive player? Touchdowns. That's true, but he didn't score any this week against a, a very mediocre, very mediocre Panthers defense. And I know the oh, Saints. Oh, I don't know about mediocre. Not with the way they've played the last two weeks. I wouldn't call it mediocre. Brian They're, Burns looks like an all-star. Yeah, they they do have some good players, but I mean, as a, Chin, as a whole unit, I don't. Shaq Thompson looks like he he's finally playing the way people thought he was going to play when he came out of college. J.C. Horn has been really nice, too. J.C. Horn, the rookie, playing very good football. I mean, this defense has players. They do, but as as a whole, you know, they're not an elite defense. I think that I think it might be changing that mind pretty soon. Give it another week or two. I think it's going to come around. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they can do. I mean, I'm surprised they've, um, you know, Sam, you know, Sam Donald's looking good. The whole the whole team really seems like it's coming together. They still need some more pieces, but they're they're on their way to becoming a force in the next year or two. Now I do know one game that you paid close attention to, and I want to get your take on what happened with it. <laughs> so, because I know you were at this game, I was. I, Why don't I, you go ahead and take this, and I'll just follow behind you. Go ahead. I drove a long Let's way. Let's hear about it. I drove a long way. I sat through the heat. Sat through the pouring rain. Um, you know, and they, they, they just got outplayed the first, the first, um, I honestly want to say the first half, definitely the first quarter they were, you know, we're talking about, they were in the game. We're talking about the, uh, the Broncos, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars game to anyone that didn't know that Mikey went to it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, the first drive is, you know, Jacksonville won the coin toss, got the ball first. They moved right down the field. It was, you know, almost flawless. I think they – it was like an 80-yard drive. Ended up with a, a big touchdown to um, Marvin Jones Jr. Really, you know, really exciting. It, it was a huge improvement from last week. And I was like, okay, they, they finally fixed their issues. They got it together. And then that was about it for the rest of the game. <laughs> and, you know, um, you know, there was some there's, – there was some other factors. There's a lot of drop passes by the Jags receivers. You know, it started raining really hard. So, um, you know, they had – they struggled to throw the ball for a little bit. But, I mean, that's not an excuse because Denver was able to, you know, still keep it rolling regardless. Why didn't the Jacksonville Jaguars want the ball more in this game? Why didn't they run the ball more? Mm-hmm. They did run it more than they did week one, but not enough as they should have. 11 carries. James Robinson, not a lot. Yeah, he only had four last week. True, that's an improvement. I'll give you. I'll admit that. 
I just don't he, understand. He did look good. He did make some big plays. He's still their best weapon. He is. They, I mean, they have a couple good weapons, but... He's their best weapon. He is. Why aren't they using him? I don't understand it. I don't get Urban Meyer's play calling. I watched the highlights of this game. I didn't really understand. I know it was raining. Yeah. Maybe get Trevor Lawrence going. Maybe have him lose his legs a little bit. I my I mean I can't say for certain and you know I I agree with you I really think they should try to run the ball more I I think they realize they're not gonna you know make the playoffs this year they're not gonna you know do anything substantial so this is just my theory my guess I really think they just want to go out there and just have Trevor sling it all the time get him used to the game um you know get him used to the speed of the NFL. And just, you know, throw him out there, you know, have him launch the ball, get used to dropping back in the pocket looking for receivers. I, I really think they're taking this as like a practice season. You know, they just want him to go out there and, and start slinging it and get comfortable. So that way, by the time, you know, next season or the season after comes and, you know, they bring in some more free agents, some more guys from the draft, and they have more of a complete team, they'll be how ready to compete. Was, uh, how many times was Trevor Lawrence hit in this game? Not once. He only got sacked once. Well, I understand sack, but how many times was he hit? I know you are. I know you are. A few, a few times. There was some. There was. Uh, I want to say three roughing the passer penalties. Three of them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, their their line, you know, did a halfway decent job protecting him. I seen a stat earlier. Let me see if I can pull it up. But he was one of the. You know, he's one of the least hit quarterbacks in the NFL right now. That's not too bad. But I see know, that they got a lot. Jackson go had a lot of sacks in this game. Josh they Allen did. Got one. They Todd did. And got they, one. they would have had a lot more if, uh, you know, if it was not Teddy back there. I, I really got to give credit to him. He, he did a really good job moving around in the pocket and avoiding sacks. 26 of 34 for 328 yards and two touchdowns. No picks. Yep. Teddy had a good game. He had a game. Made a lot of great passes. He was he was a really good pickup by Denver, and I don't think they they gave up hardly anything for him either. I don't think they really thought he was going to be able to play as well as he did. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure they were just thinking they were getting a, a depth a, guy. A bridge guy, yeah, like you yeah. said. I, you know what? Teddy did not play like that in Carolina last year. I know we were just talking about it, but this is a whole new Teddy. Yeah. And to be fair, you know, Denver has a lot more weapons around him. I mean, they're they aside from, you know, up until they got their quarterback, they, they, were, they were a pretty complete team. Their defense is, is pretty good. Patrick Sertain had a really good game. He's, he's a guy I think is going to be, you know, great for many years to come. Uh, but their their that, defense uh, is pretty good. They have a lot of pieces on offense. Cortland Sutton, Judy, Noah Fan. Kareem Jackson still playing ball. Yeah. And he's like, what, 35? Yeah, like 34, 35. 34, 35? Yeah. Back to, um, 33. back to Trevor. I'm looking at his stats. He's 26th in passing yards, 32nd. In interceptions and thirty-first in QB rating. You know, would what you I'm be, say? are you? Would you be concerned? You know what I'm going to say. All right, let's hear it. 
He's this year's Jameis Winston. So you think he's going to win? As far as the rookie year? class goes, as far <laughs> as the rookie class goes, this it, it's. I'm sorry, I don't like being that guy, and I don't ever want to put. I don't want to wish that on anybody, but uh, he has a lot of the similar traits to Winston's first season. Winston's I mean, first to, pass as an NFL quarterback was an interception. To be fair, in retrospect, you're looking at a whole season of Winston versus two games out of Lawrence. I was watching that. I watched that Tampa season like a hawk because I was super excited. And I remember going into the second game wondering already if we had made a mistake and picked the wrong quarterback. Well, I don't feel that way about Lawrence. Maybe not, but, you know, I mean, I, you got to understand. Well, you do understand, you know, but. You know, you'd come from years of poor quarterback play, and you want this guy <laughs> to be your savior. You want this guy to be everything you expect from a first-round quarterback, first overall pick, and then he just doesn't play like it. If if he doesn't turn out, it's not going to be because he doesn't have a talent. It's going to be because the organization and the coaching staff, you know, failed to build around him, and they, they ruined him. I mean, there's just there's just no excuse as to why Trevor can't be their guy. If you look at the numbers he put up in college, the he wasn't accurate. He was accurate. He was not accurate in college. Yeah, he was. Maybe he not. He was decently first two accurate, but he was not first overall accurate. Compared to who? His accuracy points when you compare to recent first overall picks was lower than them. They were there's all the all the typical problems with the quarterbacks that have issues in the NFL. He had the same exact question marks: decision making, accuracy issues, taking sacks when he's when he's not supposed to. All those stuff is quarterback killers. I, I know he looks like an NFL quarterback. I understand that. I understand he looks like it. He's got the build. He's got the look. He's got the charisma. He's got the leadership ability. I see all that, and I understand why people fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. But he. Every one of these problems that I just mentioned, the accuracy issues, the decision-making, the taking sacks, stuff like that has ruined rookie quarterbacks in the past. I, 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 I don't agree. I don't think he has decision-making issues. And I feel like a, a large part of your argument you're basing on of, off of what you've seen him him from him in the first two weeks of the NFL season. That's not true. I he wasn't, he well. wasn't bad I in college. Quarterbacks tape. I'm not saying he wasn't bad. But I'm saying the issues that he has, the the problems, the hits on his scouting report, the problems mm-hmm. that they saw were related to three major problems with quarterbacks that just seem to get blown over just because he looks like an NFL quarterback and played for Clemson. I, I don't – I personally saw that, and I didn't like I, – I looked at it, and they were concerns for me. There was stuff that I was worried about. I looked at his first overall grade and said, yeah, he is because every other quarterback in this draft class has bigger questions. But is he really a first overall quarterback? I wasn't sure. I'm still not sure. 